Hi, welcome to In Cahoots with Kelly and Savannah. I'm Kelly. And I'm Savannah. Are you interested in learning about conspiracy theories, but you're way too lazy to research them yourself? So are we, but we're very generous and we're here to do the work for you. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy listening to everything from JFK's assassination to Demi Lovato's twin sister who's trapped in a basement. Greetings. Hello. <laughs> Could you tell that I said that in a Scottish accent? <laughs> no, but is that a little bit of foreshadowing about what's to come? Oh, no. That was just me doing my thing, doing a Scottish <laughs> accent. Um, so, welcome to In Cahoots with Kelly and Savannah. This is actually a very exciting episode because it's the first one we've recorded since the podcast has been released. Yeah, we just did three and had them in the bucket and yeah. then we released them all. So... This so is exciting. People might actually start listening to this. <laughs> it's so exciting. Um. So we did make an Instagram. So if you are listening and don't follow our Instagram, you should stop immediately and go and follow. It's just at in cahoots with Kelly and Savannah. It's a mouthful, let me yeah, tell you. It's a very long handle. But yeah. go follow us. And then once you're done following, come back to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, Kelly, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about a very well-known conspiracy conspiracy theory more of a honestly like a myth myth? or like a legend maybe yeah um about the Loch Ness Monster the Loch Ness Monster is that how you say it Loch yeah I watched a video of a guy a Scottish man complaining about how people say Loch or Loch but it's really Loch Loch. and he said (laughs) pretend like you're actually wading into the Loch and then when the cold water hits that spot and the 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 gets caught in your throat and that's how you say it the loch ness monster um also did you know that loch just is the gaelic word for lake or maybe it's celtic but loch just means lake so it's lake ness Oh, interesting. I know, I just thought it was I, like Lake Loch Ness. <laughs> Lake Loch Ness. It's kind of mouthful. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, so from back to the day. So, okay. Cool beans. Where where did we get our sources from? Um, okay. So our sources are from Wikipedia, Britannica, Don't Take Pictures Magazine. That was me. Okay. It was a blog. <laughs> PBS Show Nova, a Time Time article. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, um, Off Kilter, the Scientific American article by Darren Mash, and Hashtag Ask Abby, Space and Science Show, presented by the MarsGeneration.org, and a BBC. BBC. A BBC. BBC. All right, take it, take it away, Kelly. <laughs> sorry, take it. Sorry, I just have to, like, channel my inner Shrek when I want to do Scottish accent, so take it away. <laughs> Sorry, donkey, donkey, get out me swamp, get out me swamp. That's like British. Donkey, take it away, Kelly. <laughs> when you say that, I just can't. I'm picturing the um, Kim Possible villain who was the golfer. Did you ever I don't remember, remember that? that? His like, pa- his like, he had these exploding golf balls and he would hit them. <laughs> and he was Scottish. <laughs> wow, I'm so glad that I could really bring you back to Kim Possible days. <laughs> it's an amazing show. Okay, so this is just the beginning's history of the Loch Ness Monster. So it is said to inhabit Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands. <clears throat> Loch Ness. <laughs> so Loch Ness is nearly 800 feet deep and 23 miles long, so a big lake. I've heard that you can fit the, it's not the biggest lake, but it's got the most water. I don't know how that doesn't make it the biggest, but you could fit the entire it's probably, that means world deep. population in the lake. So it was 7 billion people could yeah. be in that lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe that. I don't know. I, <laughs> I heard it once. It's probably fake news. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So I think this you did this because it says Loch Ness is the largest body of water in the whole UK. There is more water in Loch Ness than all the lakes in England and Wales put together. That's pretty big. Yeah, it is big. Okay. So, the monster is often described as a large, long-necked uh, creature with one or more humps protruding from the water. Wait, how did you picture Loch Ness before you researched it? The Loch Ness monster, I mean. I pictured just, like, a really long eel. 
Okay. Like a huge eel. I, I didn't really picture the humps. I never, yeah, I don't picture the humps. I never really think about what's beneath the water, but when I think about Nessie sticking her little head up, I just literally picture um, the long neck dinosaurs. What are they? The, oh, the um, herbivore ones. I love Jurassic Park. I should Chris know this. Scott would be so mad at me right oh now. God. I can't think of it. Jeff Goldblum would just be so disappointed. I really don't know. Uh, but I don't but the long neck herbivore yes. dinosaurs. The giraffes just, of the time. Exactly. Yes. The dinosaur giraffes. That's just what I picture. And then yes. I don't, I never thought about does Loch Ness Monster have legs? Is it just fins? No, I just, I pictured the eel. So it had the okay. like, the little fin things, but it doesn't have legs. And I didn't picture the humps because the humps make me think that it looks more like a camel. I know. I didn't know it had humps. I don't like the humps. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> So popular interest in the Loch Ness Monster was brought to worldwide attention in 1933. And evidence of its existence is mostly based on stories and some disputed photographs and sonar readings, which we will get into later. It's juicy stuff. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So the earliest report of the monster in Loch Ness was reported in Life of St. Columba by Adaman, which was written in the 6th century AD. So St. Columba was the patron saint of dairy. I, know, I added a bunch that of in. exclamation marks. <laughs> because we love the show Dairy Girls on Netflix. If yes. you haven't watched it, please watch it's it. It's amazing. And let so us know funny. how good it is. Okay. So according to uh, the story, and this account was written a century after these events took place. Oh, interesting. So I, I, with the I personally feel like this is like kind of an urban legend thing. Probably. But. Probably. Okay. So the Irish monk St. Columba was staying in the land of the Picts which the Picts is a group of Celtic-speaking people. Wait, who, is it Celtic or Celtic? I always said Celtic, but I, I no, wrong. I, my instinct is to say Celtic, but I feel like I, every single time, I'm like, oh, dang, it's actually Celtic. I feel like it is Celtic. Just go with your gut. Okay. Okay, a group of Celtic-speaking <laughs> people who lived in northern Scotland during the British Iron Age in the early medieval, medieval period. So he was hanging out with them, and he encountered a local resident who was burying a man in the river of Ness. He was burying a man in the river? I guess. I don't really... They don't really How go... How do you bury someone in a river? They don't really go into much explanation about him burying the There's man. There's like an interesting backstory yeah, to that yeah. that we would like to know. So apparently the man who was trying to bury the other man was swimming in the river, I guess taking his body out, and he was attacked by a quote-unquote water beast that mauled him and dragged him underwater. So, St. Columba saw this and went out on this boat and tried to rescue him, but the man was killed. Which, I mean, if he's trying to bury oh. a dead body, he probably murdered the guy. So, Columba sent one of his followers. I don't know how to say this. Let me see. Luigi. Luigi. Lugni. Just call him Lugi. Lugi Maka Min. I'm just going to call him Min. Okay. So he sent his, his follower Min to swim across across the river. And the creature came up to Min. And he was about to attack him. But Columba made the sign of the cross at the monster and said, quote, Go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. And suddenly the creature stopped as if it had been pushed back with ropes and swam away. I think the creature was Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> also, like... St. Columba warded off the we demons. We don't talk about St. Columba enough in the Catholic Church. I never heard of him. I never heard of him and that is the most badass story I've ever heard. I know. And I feel like growing up I would be a lot more interested in saints if I heard stories like that. Very true. I mean the saints are awesome as they are but I mean the line (laughs) as a monster. Uh, Okay so that was you know um, 6th century AD. So the 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 first modern uh, discussion of a sighting of this creature was in the ni- the 1870s, sorry, when D. McKenzie claimed to have seen something wriggling and churning in the water. And his account was not published until 1934, which that's like 60 years that's later. A that's a long time. time. But I think it's because in the year before, someone else saw the Loch Ness Monster. And so probably that's why that account came to the surface. Yeah. Because it was around the time. Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. Okay, so the first article that attracted attention to the Loch Ness Monster was published in May 1934 in the Inverness Courier by Alex Campbell. So this article discusses a sighting that um, a woman named Aldi McKay saw the creature in, um, in the water while her and her husband were driving by. And so it basically just goes into talks about her experience 
And later in the 1980s, McKay was interviewed talking about her experience in that sighting. And she admitted that there had been an oral tradition of a beast in the lock. <coughs> which makes me a little skeptical because yep. she was probably like, oh, I'm going to, you know, pretend to see something and get my name published in an article. Yeah. And the Inverness she Courier. She was a, a fame hound. <laughs> yeah. So after the original article in 1934, letters began, began appearing in the Inverness Courier that claimed land and water sightings of the beast. So basically after that, everyone was just right. like, oh, let me tell you about that one time that I thought I might have saw something. Or Very convenient. Yeah. So letters came in and people would talk about memories or, you know, if their family member had told them a story, they would write in that story. Um, okay. So then, in December of that year, the Daily Mail, which I didn't know the Daily Mail was in around in... It's a long time ago. Yeah, in the 30s, um, commissioned Marmaduke Wetherell. A very good name. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, a big game hunter to locate the, the monster in the sea. Along with the lake shores, he found large footprints that he believed to belong to a very powerful, soft-footed animal that was about 20 feet long, which... But did the Loch Ness monster have feet? I, I never think, pictured it getting out of the water. But I believe I'm pretty sure some people said their sightings were of it like crossing the road or something. I just I just picture it as like a snake eel like. Yeah, I don't so, know if it has. Can you imagine if it has like tiny little feet <laughs> like a like centipede? Like, Ew, like, <laughs> <laughs> Ew, I don't like that. Um, but the Natural History Museum researchers concluded that the tracks that um, this man found were made by dried hippo feet which were popular umbrella stands at the time i've seen that before fake like at home goods like a fake umbrella that had the foot not an umbrella but like a basically a hollowed out foot of an elephant or a rhino or a hippopotamus and you it's like an umbrella stand oh a stand stand, exactly and you put it by your doorstep and right then you're like hey look at this but why would they be carrying that out in the middle of like by the law. Well, it could have been staged. Um, Not like an accident. Yeah. It could have. I guess that's true. <clears throat> Actually, in fact, <laughs> I have a little more to that story, and it has to do with the surgeon's photograph. And so we'll get, we'll, we're going to dive into some of the photographs, which not good for a audio podcast, but we can post them on our Instagram yeah, when this episode so, comes out. Yeah. Um, so check our Instagram when you finish listening to this. Honestly, and you can see the photos we're talking exactly. about. Exactly, these photos are pretty bad, so there's not really much to see. <laughs> so before the surgeon's photograph, um, there was another photograph that was technically like the first photograph to be taken, and it was after this Inverness Courier article came out, and it generated so much attention. So November of that same year, a man named Hugh Gray captured the you know first photograph that was thought to depict the Loch Ness. <clears throat> next monster. (laughs) So Gray claimed to see a large creature rise above the surface of the water and snap several photographs, but only one of the photographs actually showed anything, you know, quote unquote definite. (laughs) Um, It it revealed a shape appearing to have a long neck and thick body. Thick with two C's. (laughs) Um, At the time in photo history, many people believed a photograph to be indisputable proof, even though... You know, even even though early in the 30s, they had photo manipulation techniques. Did they, they really? Were, yeah, and they were common. Like um, Photoshop, but back in the day? Yeah, it was not as... It wasn't on a computer, obviously. Right, yeah. I don't know how they did it. I feel like they had to literally, like, somehow scratch into the yeah, photograph before it was developed, maybe. In, yeah. I don't know. Um, but the general public really wasn't familiar with photo manipulation techniques, so they just assumed that any photo they took was I mean, even people nowadays just believe any photo. Very true. Um, (laughs) And so, what do you see? You take a look at this, Kelly. It kind of looks like just like a weird wave that has a bright angle. It looks like a boat. Yeah. It looks just like a black mass in water. I also see, like, a building, maybe, that's, like, protruding out of the water. Like, that right angle is very odd to see Mm -hmm. that certain angle in the middle of, like, a lake. It's just so... It looks like almost like a whale tail So what is he saying that this is? He's saying it's a Loch Loch Ness monster. But where? I think it's the worst photograph I've ever seen. So would that be the tail? Maybe. I don't... It's just a blob. It's truly just a blob. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't see. It's no surgeon's photograph. But anyway, so even so, many critics believe that Gray's photograph was just a dog swimming with a stick in its mouth. I don't even see that. I don't see that either. (laughs) 
But anyway, so that was technically the first photo, but the surgeon's photograph is probably the most common, um, most popular photo that you might even think of today when you think of the Loch Ness Monster. Mm -hmm. So on April 21st, 1934, the Daily Mail again published what is arguably the most famous picture of the monster known as the surgeon's photograph. And it was taken by a well-known London-based doctor named Robert Kenneth Wilson. Was he a surgeon? You know what, Kelly? He was a freaking gynecologist. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. He's <laughs> I'm not kidding. He was a gynecologist. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, this, this surgeon's photograph is a conspiracy in and of itself, and I'm very excited to dive into it. So, he says he was driving from London to visit his friend Maurice Chambers, and he was passing by the Loch Ness, and he saw something, and he stopped to take a photo. And so, um, the photograph, you've probably seen it before, it depicts, you know, Nessie, her trademark long neck emerging from rippling water, and for decades, believers and critics debated the authenticity of the photograph. So that's I'm gonna show it to Kelly. Have you seen yeah, it before? Yeah, I've seen right? it before. So it's basically okay. It's just a neck and a little head coming out of the water. What doesn't not does it not look miniature to you? It does look very small. It kind of looks like a swan from very far away because it has yeah. the long curved neck kind of like a swan yeah does. it's a very large you can tell that the stem of the neck is coming from like a very large body but the head is very small maybe it's the Loch Ness baby well okay it looks not just small but like minuscule like the rip the size of the ripple of the waves looks so big like if it's such a large monster the yeah. ripples of the waves are going to be really small because it's so big but the right. ripples make this look like it's a little toy it could be one of the tiny little legs <laughs> it's like jelly up <laughs> no but it really to me looks like one of those toy long neck dinosaurs sticking yeah. out of the water it looks that small it looks like smaller like the size of my hand yeah. i don't know why it, it just, does look very small with because you can see the ripples in the photo and it looks very small and the ripples are them. very large yeah what's the other one and so that's so this is what was printed and it's just very zoomed in mm -hmm. and then um i have another photo and this is the original photo oh uh, see i could see from that far away because you can't have a you can't look, really tell it looking i but that that wasn't even the one that was published like nobody saw that so that's the original? That's the original, and then the zoomed-in one is what But I could see that photo and see, oh, I could see how that is a big creature, but we're just so far away from it. Yeah, maybe, because you can't see the scale of the entire Yeah. One. Anyway. My question is, were cameras that popular that everyone had them? Like, who... No, I, I would think only a... Like, rich people... Professional photographer or a rich person would just yeah, have so a camera. Yeah, so why does a surgeon or a doctor need a camera in his car when he's driving to visit his friend? Well, Kelly, that's a great question, and I'm going to tell you. Oh, good, good. Okay, so I, I wrote strap in. Here's where it gets <laughs> wild. So um, we're going to fast forward. So ever basically, you know, they published this. People were like, oh, my God, that's crazy. It must be real. <laughs> and then in 1975, a man named Ian Weatherall published a newspaper article claiming that Dr. Wilson's photo was a hoax, but for some reason, it didn't garner much attention. Okay. I guess that much time had passed, and everybody was like, eh, we don't really care anymore. Everyone's <laughs> dead because it's the 70s now. <laughs> years later, like 90s, years later, it caught the eye of two men who were interested in Loch Ness theories because one of whom thought that he had once seen the monster himself. So the two men kind of investigated on their own into the, mm -hmm. into the um, man claiming that it was a hoax. Mm -hmm. So, in 1994, 60 years after the photo was first published, newspapers around the world reported that the claim that the surgeon's photo was a fake, um, part of an elaborate plot to dupe the Daily Mail, who had published it. Oh my gosh. So, Ian Weatherall, he's the guy that posted her, that, that wrote the original article in the 70s that said mm -hmm. it was a hoax, mm -hmm. but who is he? What is his connection? Right. Um... So he had died by the time that these two men, their names are Boyd and Martin, read mm -hmm. the article. Mm -hmm. But they were able the nineties article. The nineties article. Okay. Yeah. The, no, no, no. By the time they read Ian Weatherell's article from the seventies. Oh, oh, okay. So okay. he's dead because that was thirty years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so they tracked down Ian Weatherell's stepbrother, Christian mm -hmm. Sperling, in the south of England, and he's ninety three and he's basically on his deathbed. Like he died the same year that they talked to him. And wow, he can timing. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> he confessed to faking the photograph with his stepbrother, Ian Weatherell. But why would he make the dying proclamation? People say it's for fame, but he knew that he was dying. And why would he even fake it? Like, what's the motivation, mm -hmm. right? Ian Weatherell. Does the name Weatherell sound familiar to you? No. Okay, Ian Weatherell. He's the son of good old Marmaduke Weatherell, the guy uh, that was commissioned yes. by the Daily Mail in the 30s 
to hunt down. Yes, yes. And I did just said that. Just said that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and, and Christian Sperling was a stepson. So if you don't recall from 20 minutes ago when we talked about it, he was commissioned by the Daily Mail to track down Marmaduke. the Loch Ness. Marmaduke was okay. commissioned by the Daily Mail. He either stumbled upon some tracks or he faked them himself. Mm. And the museum people said, no, this is not real. And he was humiliated. He was actually publicly humiliated because they publicly said, this is not right. real. Yeah. This is from a hollowed out rhinoceros foot or whatever. Um, so, unhappy with the way he was treated by the Daily Mail, after the hippo foot fiasco, Marmaduke Weatherall set out to get his revenge, enlisting his son and his stepson in the plot. So first, Christian Sperling, the stepson, built a model monster by grafting a head and neck onto the tower of a toy submarine. It's a toy submarine. That's how small it is. I told you. It's that small. Then, Weatherall and then his son, Ian, drove up to the lock and staged the photograph, making sure to include the actual Loch Ness scenery in the background. So they actually went to Loch Ness, staged the photograph. Mm-hmm. Finally, but then, but you know, it's a surgeon's photograph because that Dr. Wilson guy, yeah. the gyno, <laughs> was the one that gave it to the paper. Right. So finally, to conceal his own role in the hoax, Weatherall persuaded Dr. Wilson through their mutual friend, Maurice Chambers, who, who he Wilson was driving to was visit. Driving to visit. <gasps> Um, he persuaded him to have the photo developed and sell it to the Daily Mail on his as his own photo. And he thought that since Dr. Wilson was a well-known doctor, he would make be more likely to be taken seriously. But he wasn't even a surgeon. He was a gynecologist. <laughs> so um, that's a wild conspiracy. That is crazy. Deathbed confession. I love a deathbed confession. Uh, you know I love a deathbed <laughs> confession. Um, and so one of the great ironies of the Loch Ness story is that the man who brought down the most famous piece of evidence remains a firm believer in Nessie. Who so is, one of the boys? No, no, no. One of the two men that tracked down Ian um, Weatherall and Christian. Yeah, so one of the two boys from the 90s. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you said boys. They're oh. grown men. Oh, I just pictured them as like little boys. <laughs> little boys? No, they're like grown. They're like so, older men. So he, so this Weatherall guy just wanted to hurt the Daily Mail by having them sell. Yeah, by selling them a fake photo. Right. But no one ever came out and said it's fake. So like, it was the Daily Mail got popular because they published this photo. It kind of backfired. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe he would have gotten in trouble if he had been like, just kidding, ha ha ha. But like, he should have got another person in on it to go, be like, oh, exactly. this is fake and this is why. Exactly. And expose the photo. Yes. He did not think this plot no, through very well. he did not. <laughs> but it's wild. So, um, I think Boyd was the one who, he said this quote, I'm so convinced of the reality of these creatures that I would actually stake my life on their existence. I trust my eyesight. I used to make my living teaching people how to observe. And I know that the thing I saw, so he, he thinks that he saw the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. That's why he was interested in the first place. Um, and I know that the thing that I saw was not a log or an otter or a wave or anything like that. It was a large animal. It came heaving out of the water, something like a whale. I mean, the part that was actually on the surface when it stopped rolling through was at least 20 feet long. It was totally extraordinary. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. And if I could afford to spend the rest of my life looking for another glimpse of it, I would. So he wow. exposed this fake photograph, but he still believes the Loch Ness yeah. Monster is real. And I have a photo of, um, like, a depiction of what it oh. actually was. So below the surface where you can't see is um a toy submarine mm-hmm. 14 inches 14 inch toy submarine that's how small so it dumb. is it's made of tin and then the top is like um the neck and and head made from plastic wood painted gray approximately 12 inches high 12 inches 12 that's inches what's one foot and that's how small it was and this is supposed to be some 20 foot monster yeah that's crazy i i swear like i don't Without really thinking about why I think it looks miniature in the photo, I just am like, that's a tiny little, that's not big. And I then think I think it's because the, of the original photo, I could be like, oh, that could be a big, a big yeah. creature. But definitely the zoomed in is not. I don't think it's convincing at all. Mm. But a lot of people did, apparently. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. As you may have figured out, uh, In Cahoots doesn't actually have any sponsors, so I made up a fake product slash service this time and kelly's gonna read it for you are you a little bitch who can't open a jar of pickles for yourself are you a wee whittle wimpy person who is sad and alone with no muscly hunks to do their dirty work introducing in 
jar hoots with Kelly and Savannah. We are poor, and if you give us money, we will break into, I mean peacefully enter your home with your consent to open all of your stubborn jars. Honestly, no guarantees that we'll actually get them open, but you still have to pay us up front. And no refunds, suckas. So we're going to move into some more modern sightings um, of people's different accounts of this Loch Ness Monster. So this was in 1955. A man named Peter McNabb was spending time at the Urquhart. Urquhart? Hart? Urquhart? Urquhart Castle. So it's basically a castle that's right beside the Loch Ness in the Highlands of Scotland. Um... And he took a photo that depicted two long black humps in the water. So the photo was not made public until it appeared in Constance White's 1957 book about the Loch Ness Monster. And then later in 1958, the photo was published in the Weekly Scotsman. So other researchers considered this photograph to be a a, a hoax. So they don't really believe what he took a Mm. picture of was the monster. Yeah. Um, so this other man, Roy McGall, requested to use this photograph in his 1976 book. And, but the photo that he received was different than the photo that was first published in, um, the other book. And the tree at the bottom of the photo was missing. So it is suspected that the tree was doctored by re-photographing. So... And why, this was in the 50s? So the original picture was in the 50s and then the guy who was writing the book and wanted the photo again was in the 60s and he got a different photo than what was originally sketchy yep okay so the next thing is the dinsdale film so this was in 1960 and um aeronautical engineer named tim tim dinsdale which makes me think of dimdale dimmadale dimmadale what is that like from uh the fairly odd parents it's like my Dimmadale owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadale. <laughs> that was the name of the town. Oh. I mean, I watched that show, but all I remember is the 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 the, the fairies and Chip Skylark. <laughs> Chip Skylark. <laughs> he was like the mayor of the town, and he was like, I'm something Dimsdale, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadale. It sounds familiar. Okay. My shiny teeth and me. Shiny teeth, shiny teeth. That's not... I know it's not. That's not what I was saying. Okay. So he filmed a hump that was left in the wake of the Loch Ness in 1916. So he described it as as reddish with blotch on the side. And he said when he mounted the camera and began to shoot that it was 40 feet long of film. That's that's how long the monster was. Also, I didn't picture the monster to be reddish. I pictured it to be like gray green oh you think it's a girl nessie i think it's a boy but i think it's a boy do you think because technically the first sighting of this monster was in the 30s and there's even history of it in 6 ad yeah so like is this the same monster has it been living all these years eternally he's immortal multiple of them and they're like like yeah, there, are there a bunch of them and there's like a whole little family yeah. this is the great great grandchild of the first of the Loch Ness monster one. yeah um, so others were skeptical, saying it could have been a, um, of a boat in the water, and not many people believed his um, his film was mm-hmm. real. So in 1993, Discovery Communications produced a documentary um, called Loch Ness Discovered, and it included a digital enhancement of the film. And the person who enhanced the film for this documentary noticed that a shadow in the negative that was not um, obvious in the developed film. So this Ooh. is some more doctoring. <laughs> So, by enhancing and overlaying the frames, the guy said that he found what appeared to be the rear body of a creature underwater. And he said, quote, Before the film, I thought the Loch Ness Monster was a load of rubbish. Having done the enhancement, I'm not so sure. I know, crazy. Okay. So, the next one is the Loch Ness Muppet, which this pretty much looks... I think this is the same photo as the surgeon's photograph right isn't that the same photo no i don't think so but it looks definitely looks like a muppet okay. <laughs> it looks very fake <laughs> i don't think i don't think it's the same as the photo okay. i think they're trying to kind of recreate Maybe, that vibe though. yeah well it hadn't because this was in 1977 so that photo hadn't been debunked yet yeah anyway. exactly okay So, in 1977, Anthony Shields um, was camping next to the castle 
um, and took some of the clearest Wait, pictures. there's a castle at Loch Ness? The one that I said, Urquhart. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Let's, I think it's in ruins now. I don't really think oh. it's, like, functioning. Um, took some of the clearest pictures of the monster. So, Shields, who was a magician and a psychic. Oh, I trust him 100%. <laughs> he claimed to have summoned the animal out of the water. <laughs> so, all these people are trying to cite him. They just need to summon him. I want to see him summoning the Loch Ness Monster so badly. What do you think it looked like? I picture him, like, throwing breadcrumbs into the <laughs> lake and, like, spinning around. Here, the nasty, nasty, here, nasty. <laughs> So he described the monster as a, quote, elephant squid, saying what? the long neck shown in, the, shown in this photograph um, is actually the squid's trunk and that the, an eye socket at the base of the neck. What the Okay, so due to the lack of ripples in this photo, it has been declared a hoax, and a number of people um, have called it the Loch Ness Muppet photo because it kind of does just look like some it random like puppet like, or thing sticking out of the water. It looks super it fake, like a puppet. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you um, continue on? Okay, so the next most recent footage is the Holmes video on um, May twenty sixth, two thousand seven. A fifty five year old lab tech named Gordon Holmes videotaped what he said was this jet black thing about 14 meters, which for you um, <laughs> Americans is 46 feet long, moving fairly- Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I just translated in my head right now. I already, I know the metric system. Um, moving fairly fast in the water. So Adrian Shine, a marine biologist at the Loch Ness 2000 Center in Drumnadrocket, <laughs> described the footage as the best footage he had ever seen. Um, BBC Scotland broadcast the video on May 29th, 2007. STV News North Tonight aired the footage on May 28th, 2007 mm. and interviewed Holmes and Shine was also interviewed and suggested that the footage was an otter, seal, or water bird. Honestly, if it was an otter, I would be... Yeah, Kelly loves otters. More happy um, to see footage of an otter. <laughs> did, you, did you watch this? No, I didn't watch it. Okay. Video. Did you watch it? I did not. We should watch it. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. This is our podcast. We have no service. We can't watch anything. It's too late to watch it. That's sad. We'll never know. Okay. Anyway. No, we'll watch it and post it on the Instagram. Okay. More recently. Okay. Is, is this pronounced Sonar? Sonar. Sonar. I always want to say Sonar, but it's Sonar. Oh, honey, no. It's Sonar. Um, yeah, I knew that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so on August 24th, 2011, the Loch Ness boat, a Loch Ness boat captain named Marcus Atkinson photographed a sonar image of a 1.5 meter wide, that's 4.9 feet, <laughs> unidentified object that seemed to follow his boat for two minutes at a depth of 75 feet and ruled out the possibility of a small fish or seal. Um, in April 2012, a scientist from the National Oceano Oceanography Center said that the image is a bloom of algae and zooplankton. Ew. That's a lot. That seems like it would pick up a much different signal than a large, solid, you know, beast. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, and then 2014, in April, it was reported that a satellite image on Apple Maps showed what appeared to be a large creature thought by some to be the Loch Ness Monster just below the surface of the loch. And at, lochs, at the loch's far north, the image appeared about 98 feet long. Oh, my God. So how long is this bad boy? No one really... It keeps growing. Every yeah. year it grows a foot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't buy that. Um, possible explanations were the wake of a boat with the boat itself lost in image stitching or low contrast um, seal caused ripples or floating wood sounds like it's not real to me <laughs> okay then wait till we get into our possible oh list. I have yeah, yeah. well I, I have a lot of opinions mine's not really that good anyway I decided this fun fact that I found out but there is a man um, named Steve Feltham maybe Feltham I think it's Feltham Feltham <laughs> 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 named Steve Feltham and he's recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest continuous monster hunting vigil of Loch Ness. Oh my gosh. And this man. I want to go on a trip with him. He, okay, so I just watched a clip and some audio clips of, so he did like a self, like narrated and self-made documentary of his journey. So he's been doing this for almost 30 years, since 1991, he was 28. When he started? When he went, started. Oh so he he's actually British. He's not even Scottish. 
he vacationed at Loch Ness once with his family. I know. Um, and then at the age of 28, he sold everything he owned, dumped his girlfriend, and moved to the lake. What happened? Something must have, like, snapped and in he his didn't, life. It's not even like he saw it, the Loch Ness Monster, and was like, I need to see it again. He just saw the lake, and he was like, oh, what a beautiful lock. Like, he must have just had this crazy self-revelation. It was like, I need to do something with my life. I genuinely don't know. So does he just, like, boat up and down the lake? No, Kelly. So... His documentary is called Desperately Seeking Nessie. Is it on Netflix? It's on YouTube. Oh my god. I would not, it's so boring. But um, he doesn't even have a boat. He lives, he bought a van, drove to Loch Ness, parked it. It's been broken down for years. He lives out of it to this day, doesn't have a boat, and he makes a living selling clay statues of the Loch Ness monster. And they're so ugly. <laughs> Um, and so, I don't understand what how he does looks. he search? Like, how is he... Does he just sit on the lawn chair and look at the lake all day? Like, how does he actually... And he has his own website, and it's, like, pretty legit, but... It doesn't sound like he's desperately searching. It sounds like he's leisurely looking. Because the lake uh, is very large, so yeah. you can't just search from land. And, yeah, you can't just stay in one spot and try to find it. Oh, my gosh. And in this documentary, he's got this, like, just, like, a... Like a classic, like a classic British, like soft-spoken. Oh, I'm just a British man doing mm-hmm. my thing, and he just like is explaining his life story, and he's like, "My family went to the lake one day, and I, they said, oh, do you want to come to the store with us?' And they were gone for three hours, and they came back, and I was still just sitting there looking at the lake. I just loved it so much. It was like my babysitter. <laughs> it's baby so sad. It's so funny, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh, Whatever he's doing, what he loves. I mean, if he's happy, then who can? Who if he's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. It's just wild. This is one of the possible explanations that I liked to explain it. So, a man named Robert Ben, or sorry, Ronald Benz. Wait. <laughs> okay, that was so gross. Sorry. Okay, a man named um, Ronald Benz, who was a former member of the Loch Ness phenomena investigation bureau there's a whole bureau yes which i put in parentheses uh where do i apply (laughs) question mark i want to be a part of that i so much that's crazy that they have do you think that the man is a part of that the guy no i think he's a major loner (laughs) steven feltham (laughs) so funny kelly (laughs) anyway okay so um he believes that um the big the explanation for this uh conspiracy theory whatever you want to call it is that the human psychology allows the eye to see what it wants to see hence the miscategorization of animals and other objects as the monster so people go to Loch Ness and they are like know the history and theory of this monster and so they are expecting to see it right or they want to see it yeah and so whatever they see they're like oh that's the monster um, but he says this, and I really like this quote from him. He says, quote, The Loch Ness Monster is a myth in the true sense of the term. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, no. It's real. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so another, uh, other, you know, possible, uh, whatever, from Brit- Britannica, I found an article that said, In 2018, researchers conducted a DNA survey of Loch Ness to determine what organisms live in the waters. No signs of a plesiosaur, which I think is... I genuinely don't actually know what a plesiosaur is, so I'm just going to look it up right now if I have enough services. um, Because I should have looked this up before, but I've seen it mentioned other times. Savannah and I are in a cabin in the middle of the woods, and we have no service. (laughs) It's a miracle we're even recording this right now. Good thing you don't need service to record a podcast. (laughs) What have you doing? We've been talking for 40 minutes and nothing was recorded. Okay, I can't look up Plesiosaur, but... Y'all look it up and let us know. Okay, (laughs) DM us. It's a dinosaur. It's just a dinosaur, actually a group of dinosaurs, um, any long-necked marine reptile um, that was found in fossils during the late Triassic period into the late Cretaceous period. So, um, sorry we're idiots. Now back to the podcast. Actually, we do have an email address. Email us! Please! Y'all, email us! You, know, you, know, you can just say hi! Yeah. I just check it sometimes and I'm like, oh, just another Google alert. <laughs> but it, it's in coots with Kelly and Savannah, all spelled out, at gmail.com. Yeah. And Savannah does not have an H. Two N's, no H. So it, it's literally and, on the cover of the and, thing. So. And Kelly is the proper way to spell it, K-E-L-L-Y. If you think it's IE, you got another thing coming. <laughs> or you could throw an extra E in there. Oh, yeah, that's, well, yeah. 
I know a Kelly who probably is listening to this who has an extra E, so no offense, Kelly. Um, anyway, so no signs Much of a <laughs> no signs of a plesiosaur or other such large animal were found, though the results indicated the presence of numerous eels. I pictured it as an eel. Yeah, this finding left open the possibility that the monster is an oversized eel. And it's such a large oh leg, like, maybe... It could be an eel that just ate some weird crap and it grew. And I feel like with... I mean, I know this is just goldfish, but when you, when you transfer a small goldfish from a small tank into a larger tank, it grows. And the lake is so big that maybe they grew to... But are there other them. eels in this lake? Probably. I can't imagine there's one eel. That'd be a lonely life. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I'm just going to share my personal conspiracy theory um this is not a technical theory on like what those sightings actually are but i agree that the eye see what it wants it to see and Mm -hmm. that is part of my theory so Mm -hmm. i think that the loch ness monster is an urban legend that the people of scotland are desperate to maintain to maintain their tourism industry because when you think of the loch ness lake and sorry that's i just said the lake ness lake that's the lake lake ness lake (laughs) when you think of loch ness when you think of Scotland, you think of the Loch Ness Monster. That is actually not true. I think of Outlander oh. and the hot Scottish men in Outlander. Okay. And I also the it. villain from Kim Possible. Clearly. <laughs> I just think of Shrek. Um, so Britannica says, despite the lack of conclusive ed- evidence, the Loch Ness Monster remained popular and profitable. In the early 21st century, it was thought that it contributed nearly $80 million annually to Scotland's economy. Wow, because people just want to go there and, and kind of see it. Exactly. And here's where it gets wild. So remember Aldi McKay? Yes. The first woman the for, yeah. who reported it in the Inverness Courier. Mm-hmm. She was a hotel manager. No. Yes. So wow. my theory is that her in hotel... In Scotland? Yeah. Wow. So I actually, I think so. Okay. I'm not 100% sure it was in Scotland. I just assumed that it was. Right. Um, but I, my theory is that her hotel business was hurting maybe tourism was lacking mm-hmm. and someone mentioned that old urban legend with saint columba columba columba, columba. Yeah. um or it popped up in her head or she knew about it from mm-hmm. you know scottish she history had said in an interview that she had heard of this theory before exactly this- the light bulb you know pops up over her head i have an idea i'm gonna ramp up tourism by saying that I saw the Loch Ness Monster. Wow. So I think she faked the first sighting to get a little more business for her hotel, and it just... Grew from there. It just grew yeah. uncontrollably from there. Um, and I think that a lot of Scottish people are desperate to maintain this um, this urban legend. One, because like I said, it contributes... I, I saw a thing that said it contributed nearly 41 million euros a year to the Scottish economy as of 2018 so mm-hmm. i don't know what the 80 million dollars was or um in the early 21st century so maybe it's not as popular now but also there's a video clip that i saw of this and i, don't, I think it was from a couple of years ago of the scottish prime minister um oh, what's her name oh nicola sturgeon being interviewed on Good Morning America, Scottish version of Good Morning America, or whatever. What, what, what do they call it? Good Morning America. <laughs> but she, the, the host, brings up the Loch Ness Monster. I don't know how they were talking about it. This is the cringiest interview, Kelly. They bring up the Loch Ness Monster, and she goes, um, she goes, well, the Loch Ness Monster is real. <laughs> Dead serious. And she says, um, I, she's, she says, you're treading in dangerous territory by patronizing the Loch Ness Monster, so I wouldn't go there. Dead serious. And the hosts are both like, ha, 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 ha. And these are Scottish They're people. all Scottish. I would try to do the accent, but I know that I would butcher it, but they're like, ha, ha, just kidding. But also not, like, you know, you really don't believe in her. She's like, yes, I do. And the host is like, oh, we're just kidding around. She goes, you're not actually asking me that, are you? And the host is like, no, we're just joking around. But in all honesty, like, if you believe in the Loch Ness Monster, what does that say about everything else you said in your political career? And the um, the prime minister is just like, I'm not going to debate the, like, the Loch Ness Monster is real. I'm not going to debate this with you <laughs> on live television this morning because the Loch Ness Monster is real. And I think that she just knows that the tourism industry is booming because of good old Nessie, and she's not willing to risk. I thought. I also, I feel like they shouldn't shame her for believing in it on live television. But if you're the prime minister, that's like, what if Trump was just like, oh yeah, 9-11 was an inside job. Everybody I mean, knows be, it. No, it'd be like Trump saying Bigfoot is real. Yeah, that's true. Which, 
I could see it. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just like it. Just it just you yeah. lose credibility as a political leader if you're like I believe staunchly in this urban legend. Yeah. And maybe it's different in Scotland because it's some sort of like rich history and tradition but or like scottish pride that yeah monster. but yeah. the fact that the two hosts were like are you serious and then that one host is like okay we don't really know what you're talking about bye <laughs> it's so funny um <laughs> that sounds similar to the our birds aren't real interview where the yes. girl was like oh this is all like for um publicity right and he, and he was like how dare you <laughs> she was like that's not what you said last backstage he was like i didn't say anything like that I don't appreciate this. Oh, uh, it's so cringy. We'll have to watch it when we actually have service. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to go into my theory. So uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say what, how I feel. And okay. <laughs> oh my God, what are you going to say? Okay. I have, I learned this fact in like the eighth grade and it shook me to my core okay. and I still think about it all the time. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm very passionate about it. Okay. Okay. So, more than 80% of our ocean is unexplored, and we know more about the space around us in mm-hmm. outer space than we do about our ocean floor. Mm-hmm. And I think that is crazy, mm-hmm. because this is our planet, and we care more about the things, that, like, in the atmosphere. I don't know. It just, it blows my mind. And NASA has 150 times the budget that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. NASA is that bitch. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> okay, and before the Cold War, space exploration and ocean exploration had a similar budget, similar funding, similar research going into each of them. But of obviously the Cold War caused the space race between the USSR, so all the funding went into space mm-hmm. and everyone said screw the oceans, we don't care. Yeah. Not really, but in my uh, mind pretty much. Yeah, so it made space exploration a top priority. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we never went back from that, clearly. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, there's so much we don't know about the ocean and just the waters on our planet. Yeah. So the ocean takes up about 71% of the Earth's space, yet a whopping 95% of the ocean floor is unexplored. Yes. Completely unexplored. Yes, I know. Yes. So, Mermaids are definitely yeah. real. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying, yes, the Loch Ness is real. But yeah. I'm saying that... But, okay, but also, that's the ocean. Right, and, and I know this is, is a lake. lake. And also, I don't know what kind of funding goes into like UK stuff because right. that's all US. That is true. But I think it, but in it general, makes a fair point. I mean, it's not I mean, is it the U- America's job to explore like the the Indian Ocean, you know what I mean? Right, that's so true. So it's like yeah, I don't it's think kind many of other countries put much effort into um into exploration. ocean exploration. Yeah. So, I'm not saying it's real. Most likely it is not real. But I'm just saying you can never say 100% sure because there is so much of just the bodies of ocean that we we don't know and we haven't mapped I, and i doubt that the floor of the Loch Ness is yeah. mapped like yeah. you know so i think that's a great point yeah and i i want it to be real yeah like, like i i i think i probably watched a movie about the Loch Ness but i don't it's just a vague memory like i couldn't say what it was but i just picture good old Nessie to be a herbivore friendly like a big old friendly monster who <laughs> just wants to be loved she like come up to her and like treat her yeah. like your grandma and ask for advice <laughs> and, like, like do you have any candies in your purse Nessie and she's like here you go sweetie <laughs> I just like and I know that like he ate that one guy yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure he's really that guy happy. seemed like he really deserved it he was burying a body he was a murderer <laughs> No, but, like, that I, I, that was so long ago that I don't think that really happened. Yeah. Um, and I really want it to be real. Like, I really, really, I don't know that it is, but I want yeah. it to be real. I definitely, yeah, I definitely want it. I definitely feel like it's probably not. But I'm also very passionate that I think we should explore more of our oceans. This is just Kelly, <laughs> like, plea for more ocean exploration funding. Yeah. So, Trump, if you're listening to this, <laughs> please fund the ocean. <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. So... Yeah, so that's my opinion. I think we should know more about the planet we live on than the space around us. I agree. I guess. But also, and the, I mean, it goes into all the stuff about how the next, the country to colonize Mars is going to live because our planet is going to crap and we everyone's I mean, just going to want to move we've to all Mars. Seen, we've all seen Wally. Yeah. We know what happens. Yeah. We all turn into fat so, blobs who yeah, can't I mean, walk. It makes sense, I guess, to want to explore space and in case we have to leave yeah. Earth, but I just think there's so much that it's we don't know, and it's like uneven. It's it's the uneven. Of effort that and goes into it. It 
there may be something magical in the water that could solve all of our problems and we wouldn't even know because we don't explore it. Yeah. Same in the rainforest. Yeah. But anyway. I digress. Ran so over. <laughs> what on a what percentage do you think this um, conspiracy is real? Mm. Or urban legend or myth? Because right. it's not even because a conspiracy isn't a conspiracy technically a group of people plotting something. I have to look up the official definition. We don't even know, but I mean, I think it falls under the category controversial topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love controversy. Um, I'd say like twenty five. I, I I could agree with that. 25%. Yeah. yeah. Although that's a quarter of... 25%? Or you think lower? What uh, are the odds that there is not technically a monster, but just a, like, a large creature? Yeah, a creature that we just haven't... Like, not mythical, not immortal, but maybe, like, some species that we haven't discovered yet. Yeah. That, or just, like, a really big eel. Just a really fat eel. Yeah. And he just being too much? And he said, I'm full? And these people think I'm a monster, but I'm not. I'm just an eel. I'm just a hungry, hungry eel. <laughs> Solved it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, guys, that was the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. The Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> um, I think this was a good one. I think so, too. Interesting. I learned a lot about I thought I knew mostly about it, but... I knew pretty much The nothing. surgeon's photograph was crazy. Ooh. I really enjoyed I really liked that. Yeah, that was... A pretty wild story. Conspiracy within a conspiracy, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, tell us what you think. Uh, we're going to actually start asking you to like, comment, and subscribe or whatever because that's how now you can. this podcast grows. Yeah. So, um, so, please recommend us to your so friends. So, just smash that subscribe button <laughs> and, and leave a review. Leave a positive review. It really helps. Yeah. And if you have any conspiracies you're dying for us to cover email us dm in cahoots us at Kel- with and in uh in, in cahoots with kelly and savannah at gmail.com yeah or and you could dm at, us on instagram at in cahoots with kelly and savannah no h in savannah no and no extra e in kelly that's right that's right it's literally right in front of you on whatever platform you're listening to yes so, so again Again, please. Please. Do. Please. Please. Things we can help please. Us. please. <laughs> um, all right. That's our podcast. So. Yeah. What was our ending? Um, trust trust no one. one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>